Hey guys, this is Level Up, the podcast designed to help you win at work and make you master of your money. I'm Jen. And I'm Firas. We're here to test the tools that will bring you closer to your goals. Trial and error is so 2020. It's the year of transition into the now normal. Why not learn from someone else's experience? Ours. Today, we're reviewing a book. I know you're excited about this, Ferraz, because, I mean, guys, you, you don't know this, but he started a book club within our company. So I know you read a lot of books, Ferraz. I do. I really do, Jen. However, this isn't the type of book that I pick up on my own. Okay, so the title of the book is actually Money Quest, A New Perspective on Spending, Saving, and Investing. The authors are Anita Ontario and Jocks Fantastico. Actually, I've read a couple of books about finance, but the, and they're usually short and you know so and easy to get through, as this one mm-hmm. was. But this one was quite different because it was interactive. There's an app that if you take pictures of the illustrations in the book, it becomes a multimedia experience, which I thought was super like now, right? I think that's a really good way to convince, not really convince, but it's really a good way to engage your readers. And it sort of elevates the experience, which I think is really necessary, especially for a topic like this, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Personal finance is, you know, especially since these books must be competing with, you know, YouTubers or right, um, <laughs> Yo, yeah. thin talks on TikTok, right? They need to like step it up. And I think that this book really does that. I think going into this, I mean, as someone, you know, with no knowledge really about investments. Uh, I mean, I know savings, right? But I had this idea that as long as I'm, as long as I save, I'm good. Or savings is just something that I really need to focus on, then I'll be good. However, looking at this illustration made me realize that, you know, I'm clearly not looking at the bigger picture. And there's more to personal finances than just saving. Yeah, that was, that seems to be I mean, obviously, it's a widely held belief, right? Like, everybody's taught to save. And the first chapter of the book actually explains why that is. Apparently, it takes, like, a couple of generations to unlearn certain ways of thinking, including how people think about money. So we've inherited this money mindset that saving is all you need to do to keep your financial life safe. Um, because we are thinking like our great-grandparents thought or like grandparents thought. And they thought that because they went through a war, right? Like where yeah. there was nothing, like there was no economy investments, all went down the tubes. And that's just not the case anymore. Yeah, that's so true. I, it's something that I didn't really even think about. I didn't really think about how the past could influence the present in a sense or in the context of how we view money or how we practice certain things with money. And 
just reading about how it takes two to three generations to unlearn things or to unlearn these habits or to change your mindset. Am I doomed? <laughs> oh my gosh, no, no. Everybody who's listening now actually has already jumped that time gap. I think yes. like if you're listening to this episode, if you're listening to Level Up at All, then you're already changing your money mindset, right? It's really cool how this has that emphasis on how powerful your mind is because it asks you, after it explains why you probably think about money the way you do, it says, okay, I'll quote directly from the book. While we cannot change childhood events that make you behave and spend in a certain way now, we can certainly look at your values and determine what strategies you need to adapt. Your quest starts by figuring out what drives you. So I think that's super hopeful. I mean, what drives I, you for us? Well, just to add to what I said, Jen, I think it's having these kinds of conversations with yourself that really starts that change. I know it's difficult. I, I for one, felt really awkward. Not really awkward, but I felt uncomfortable reading through the book because, you know, I feel like, oh my goodness, am I running out of time? You know, taking the taking the risk profile quizzes or identifying how or where I am when it comes to my personal finances at the time. It's really scary, but I think it's also what the book wants its readers to feel. I mean, if, if, if you're the type of person like me who doesn't really think about these things, it sort of challenges you to not just think about it, but start acting on it. So I guess answering your question about what drives me, I guess you could say it's the fear, the fear of the unknown. And you know, now that I'm 27, it's not just something that, you know, I could just let, I couldn't let it pass by anymore. I have to do something about it. And I'm so glad that I read this book. And one of the things I really love about the book actually is the name. It, it's Quest. So instantly, it already feels like an adventure. And it really is an adventure. That's what I'm learning. My overall goals really are always to just experience other cultures or do things Mm -hmm. that I've never done before. And you need money to do that. So that's my motivation (laughs) for saving always. Those are my goals. And since I have two kids, like they're, I want that for them too. And man, it's so much more expensive to travel with like three, four people than (laughs) by yourself. So it's a big, big, like, mountain for me. (laughs) And what they actually mention at the top of the mountain, they say that, sure, you want to do all these things in your life. But at the very top of the mountain, your ultimate goal should really be retirement, right? Because you don't want to be living differently or living a drastically, you know, reduced lifestyle after you stop working. So that is the goal, actually, that I'm trying to replace my travel travel with. (laughs) But the, I mean, at somebody your age, though, I know it's starting to get real, like this adulting stuff. But, you know, do you even think about retirement? Honestly, I don't. I wish I could say that I do, but I don't. And I think that's also something that should scare me. Like I said, it's really the fear of the unknown that I can't just 
ignore anymore. I don't think about retirement. I know I should <laughs> start thinking about it. And I don't know if it's an age thing, but I- I'm sure people can relate to the whole YOLO thing. Like you only live once. So, you know, you never know what happens. So why not just enjoy the life that you have right now? But I think what I got out of this book is that you can, those two aren't mutually exclusive. Like you can enjoy the life you have right now while also preparing for retirement. And what's interesting about this book is it gives advice or it sort of gives a prescription on how you can really manage the different aspects in your financial life, like allotting a certain percentage to utilities, to the fun things that you want to do, to your retirement fund. And I really appreciate that because for someone like me who really doesn't have anything to begin with, this book feels like the perfect starting point or jumping point. Yeah, those breakdowns of how much you should plan to have at a certain point in your life are super helpful. And the main message with that is that the earlier you start, the less you actually have to save per month. Everything sounds great about the book so far, but there were definitely some weak spots. Like, I took a quiz. Did you take the quiz in the beginning of the, of the book? I did. Okay, so it basically tries to categorize you into what type of person you are in terms of your money, right? And when I took it, I found that it was incredibly inaccurate. It described me and my partner because it recommends that your partner also take the quiz. So for us, the results were total opposite. Like he was <laughs> he was described by the book's quiz results as like how I am in real life about money and vice mm-hmm. versa. How did you how did you take the quiz? <laughs> well, I think this this is usually the problem when it comes to quizzes that I don't know what you what you call these type of quizzes wherein the results are based on the letters of your answers, like mostly A's, mostly B's, mostly C's. It's really just scratching the surface level, I think. So mm-hmm. it's really hard to categorize a person uh, in doing so. And I mean, this is a book, so you can only do so much, right? But I also felt, for me, mine was status. So the descriptions were bossy to extravagant and spendthrift. And I sort of don't agree with bossy. I I feel like... (laughs) You are the least bossy person I know. And then also, it was hard for me to purchase it. Oh, really? It does take a little bit of tech know-how, or at least the free Kindle app. The book is not free. It is around 500 pesos, which is really good value considering what it gives you. Mm -hmm. But it does make it a little bit difficult to purchase it because on Shopee, it says it's available, but you can't actually get it through Shopee. So that's something that perhaps they could work on, making it more accessible to more people because it really could do a lot of good, I think. I agree. It's really the type of book that I would consider giving to a friend as a gift if I know that particular friend needs help. I know I'm one, so I'm glad I have a copy of it. (laughs) What 
rating would you give it out of five stars? Okay, so the if the best is five, I would give it actually just because it was quite challenging to purchase. That was the biggest downside mm-hmm. for me. So I would give it four stars, I guess. That's still a pretty good score. What about you? Yeah, that that is a high score. I mean, books on Goodreads don't really usually reach a four star and up. Uh, I think I'd give it a four as well, Jen. The reason why it's a four is because I haven't really tried the app yet. So I'm excited to see how the app will elevate the experience I had reading the book. Maybe it'll bring the book to a five. I don't know. But for now, I'll give it a four as well. Well, there you go, guys. Four out of five stars for Money Quest. Join us next week when we speak to the author. Meanwhile, keep your head up, baby. You got this.